We are In Bed With Books. Thank you for joining us this week. I'm Melissa. And I'm Bethany. If you'd like to find us outside of wherever you're listening from, then you can find us on our website, inbedwithbookspod.com, on Instagram at inbedwithbookspod, and find us on YouTube for video versions of the podcast and bonus episodes. So let's jump right in. Episode two of the season three. Yeah, I was... You were like, wait, what? I was like, is she going to say two six? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just so proud of us. We just come so far. We were just a baby podcast and now we're like adolescents. We're definitely like getting through the awkward stage. Mm-hmm. We're like in the you awkward. We're growing hair. We're like- <laughs> yeah. We're like in, in weird places. <laughs> suddenly yeah. we're getting, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, hormones are kicking in. We're yeah, my voice has gotten a little bit lower suddenly. <laughs> really weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would say you would be the boy in this relationship. Yeah. Are you, are you confirmed that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, absolutely. I would. Yeah. Like we, at, at the house, we joke around because Taylor and I have very aggressive personalities um, and so we joke that me and her are actually the guys in the house and Vinny yeah. and Jay oh, are yeah. actually the girls yeah. in the house. I actually, because... I see that and I haven't even met, met them. Yeah, no, I know. Like <laughs> they just, they let me and Taylin go off and do our thing and hope we yeah. just don't burn the house down half the time. I think Yeah, they let us have our tantrums and our, our yelling. That's actually just talking, but very loud, progressively <laughs> louder at each other. So. <laughs> I really want to witness this. It's, it's loud. I'll tell you that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How's your day been though? Um, it's been pretty, it's been very eventful. Um, it, you know, it was a full moon. (laughs) Yeah. Lots, lots going on, but I did get a new shirt, my shirt this week, which has been all over Instagram. I feel like nice. it's, it was, it was a Instagram ad that worked (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because I love pasta and I love like noodles (laughs) and I love white t-shirts. So I got this uh, t-shirt from Everpress, which is like actually like an eco and everything. They uh, wait until they have five orders to ship. Nice. So that it's like good for the environment. Not an ad, people. She just really liked it. Yeah. If you are on video, you would be able to see the glory. I'll read it. I'll read it. It says, al dente, consume your lovers and your pasta responsibly. It's true. It's good advice. It's good advice. And it's so cute. I just love it. It is cute. Yeah. I, I just still cannot wear a white t-shirt. Actually, I just can't wear white, period. Even at 27, I will <laughs> ruin it. Yeah. Within minutes of having put it on, I will ruin anything white. The white shirt has a lifetime. <laughs> It doesn't, it doesn't last yeah. forever. I don't care how much bleach or Tide you use. Yeah. It gets yellow in the armpits. So I got we are human people. <laughs> I got one white t-shirt a while back because I was like at H&M. I had the, the, uh, the like coupon for my birthday. I had gone actually to like get a jacket to replace one that I had lost. Uh-huh. And you're in the zone. So I got this white t-shirt. I just, I'll yeah. just sleep in it the whole collar and I think it's because I drool so oh my gosh just like I've had to like I've been able to get it kind of down because I wasn't 
I mean, I would just sleep in it. So I wouldn't, I didn't really notice for the longest time, but I like, it's, it's, it's like, it's kind of like yellow. Like it's, it's like this weird yeah. thing. And I'm like, the first couple of times I just washed it in hot water and I was like, well, that didn't do anything. So I've had to use like stain spray. Oh, I use that. I go through yes. that stuff more than laundry. Yes. Yes. It's so bad. Yeah. So that would just like reaffirm for me. I was like, Melissa, you know, this is, I mean, literally with, it was like 2021. And I was like, even at this age, you should not wear or own white. Yeah. It's okay. Just adult things. Just being yeah. honest with myself. Yeah. <laughs> just realizing. Uh, yeah. But I did get my nails done today. I really love them. Good. Got black. I had them like pink for Taylin's wedding. Yeah. Which they looked great. I'm not going to lie, but pink is just so not my color and so the first couple of weeks I was really digging it at the wedding it looked really great with my outfit yeah and then like immediately after like the next morning I was looking at them and I was like this is trash like you just look at your hand and you're like oh yeah like "Ah." you're like whose hand is this (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) so I got black again because that is my true form yes I love it thank you okay so what are we talking about today we are talking about <laughs> um, House of Earth and Blood, Crescent yes. City by Sarah J. Moss. <sighs> yeah. This is the first Sarah J. Moss book that I've finished. Because mm-hmm. we are in the midst of the book club right now. I have not finished book number one yet. Uh, the Akatar series, yep. Of Akatar, yes, thank you. Um, so Crescent City is my first Sarah J. Moss, and let me tell you, top five books ever read, like ever. Yeah. I loved this book. I'm a huge fan of urban fantasy mm-hmm. like this. I absolutely loved, love, love, loved it. Oh, yes. my, my, my belly is getting all warm inside. <laughs> I don't know why I just like I love that you love it because I also love it and it is her newest series so I would say it's her best written yeah this and probably her last two books she's released are her best written um I knew you would like it because of the strong theme political themes about like slavery and like yes yes and like power dynamics that you just love and then also this is our first urban fantasy. So um, we haven't really got to read one and talk about one. So, and, but you've, you've read urban fantasy before. I have not. Yeah, so so this, the this is the first one. Yeah. So I think I mentioned this when I was talking, when I, like, when I had first started reading it, I was like, oh my God, like this reminds me so much of the hollows. Bryce reminds me of Rachel in, yeah. and I was like, you got to read the hollows, but yeah. it, yeah. it just hit that, that like, that sweet spot for me as well yeah because like when you really really like a book it never comes out fast enough even if you reread it like it's never quite the same it's like drugs you know the first high is the best yeah exactly Um, this felt like the first high again oh yeah that's a good feeling yeah yeah Yeah. oh good yes which I feel like is just such big weight, but I can say that with just like absolute certainty. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Um, where do we well, the sequel start? Just came out too. Yeah. I, okay. I've already Tuesday. started it. You yeah. have no, I, the very, <laughs> very beginning, the very beginning. I almost put it off because yeah. 
but I, I felt sometimes like... it's easier to do the episode of yeah, a book exactly. before you start the next one. And so that's, but I was yeah. literally physically buzzing. Like mm-hmm. I was constantly thinking about it. I was like, I got it. I just got it. I, I, oh, I know <laughs> I have to yesterday. I, I was just reading it. Cause I just had like 200 pages left and I'm like bawling. Like the, okay. The last, last 200 pages, pages just I cried the whole yep. time. Yep. And I'm like texting Milo, like, I love you so much. <laughs> Yeah, like while he's at work and I'm like "Ah," and like the little family that we've made like because like that's what I'm like feeling in this book so it's officially done and it so I but I did I bought the second book like on Tuesday or I pre-ordered it and picked it up from the bookstore and was just like oh it's so beautiful and I can't it's just like sitting there taunting you right like it's it's just over there yeah I I forgot that I had already pre-ordered on Kindle because I'm broke and I got to yeah. go cheap sometimes. Yeah. And so when you get to the very end of the Kindle, it'll be like, you own the next book download. And like, Ooh, so, yeah. and I saw that as I was finishing this up two days ago. No, was it Monday? I think that I finished. And so that like was taunting me. And then as I went to bed the next two nights, like I saw it, I saw that button in my head. And I was like, <laughs> I feel like I can't, I got to, I have to. <laughs> I have to at least download it. I just got to, I don't, I don't have to read it right now. I just got to download it. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. It's like a drug. Yeah. Yeah. I read the prologue. That's all I've read so far. It's okay. like not spoiler, but isn't about the main characters. Yeah. Right. So I haven't broken the seal just yet. Oh God, the seal. Okay. Yeah. First things first. There yes. is no sex in this book. I. But, oh my no. God. <laughs> oh my God. It doesn't matter. But also it was such a, it's a slow burn and like, yes, so well done. It is. It's 800 pages of a slow burn. Yeah. It, okay. So the one kind of sex scene was hot as fuck. Mm-hmm. Just, uh-huh. we won't get to, we'll get into details later, but I actually think the hotter scene was her attending to him after Micah took him after those drug lords yes 100 like we've talked I think we have talked kind of a little kind of briefly a little bit occasionally about like sometimes the intimacy for me can be a little difficult Mm -hmm. just because like it's vulnerability and that's like hard sometimes for any for anybody and so those can sometimes be a little rough for me but that scene was so good Mm -hmm. so beautiful Mm -hmm. I I didn't cry but I teared up yeah I cried a lot later if you want yeah. to, we can get into that but yeah oh yeah the, the shower well, scene was just so good especially because she was res- like she was so respecting mm-hmm. him she was like I tried to avoid looking at his penis even though yeah. he was completely naked which yeah. is like bare minimum like that's a very decent human thing to do but it showed him as well because they have so much of their like teasing and everything mm-hmm. it was like a I think a big moment for him realizing that she wasn't just viewing him as this kind of like what's the word um livestock like the others do like the the archangels do mm-hmm. she gave him like the respect the respectability that he deserved yeah and i love that i love what she says you look how i feel all mm-hmm. every day and so there was this just a really strong sense of like that they're going through the same thing and yeah they really um met each other in that like pain 
Um, we did, at that point, we don't know yet. I, th- I think at least we don't know yet that she had almost killed herself the summer before, like the summer I th- after. Yeah. I think we find yeah. that out maybe in like, like a scene or two later. Yeah. Because that moment is the first time that we like really firmly see how Danica's death affected her. Yeah. Yeah. Because like obviously it's sad, and I I feel bad that people assume that they were lovers because yeah I was thinking about it and like if. I mean, I, I don't have a lot of friends and I, it's not like a humble brag or any kind of like pity me or something. Like I, I, I'm one of those people who prefers to have smaller group of like really close friends. And I was like, if any one of my friends were to die suddenly like this, like I can't imagine that I would handle it much easier than she did. Mm-hmm. And like her and Danica were so close in or like intertwined kind of like soulmates i would argue that her and danica were soulmates over her and hunt yeah and so the fact that people just didn't understand that connection either was probably a big a big fuck you for a lot of the times i i really admire it when authors make friendship as exciting yes and momentous to the character Mm -hmm. as the romance yeah um that I just really appreciate that when they give it the time mm-hmm. like yes Danica still is a side character mm-hmm. but she's in the she's everywhere in the book like oh god yeah and she's everywhere in Bryce you know you can mm-hmm. see that so now that I'm thinking about it even bouncing off of that every single time I cried in the book was specifically because of friendship mm-hmm. so like her and Danica when Danica died at the very beginning I actually had to put the book down for about a week you're like because that was what am I getting into (laughs) yeah exactly I was like that is that is the first five chapters of the book that is fucked up yeah um and then when Leaba sacrifices herself (laughs) sorry I know I've got like I've got to stop to like collect collect myself for a second so please speak while I like okay myself together I know I say Lahaba so Uh, just like, another one of our, another I, I knew I knew you were gonna say that too. one differently too yeah. I knew you were too I was like she's gonna just out of spite now <laughs> no. I do a lot of things out of spite but I do names out of ease <laughs> yeah that's the best you can do when you're doing fantasy books but the fact that like her phrase to herself and Hunt even admits like it's not a, a, a spell she's just it's a chant to herself and she's like I have my friends and oh god when she's like, I have my friends and I'm not afraid. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we just have to laugh it off. We just yeah, have to I know. laugh it off. <sighs> um, oh. It was from her, like from that scene to the end of the book. I cried that entire time. Oh, yeah. She set me off and then it was just like Bryce. <laughs> everything Bryce was doing wasn't even like it wasn't just to save hunt it wasn't just to like do anything it was because she knew she had to save these people she's such a good person yeah and she's such as she's such a sweet presence god and then she's just so cute watching like her on her like little sofa yeah like she's just this adorable person she calls him affy and like like jokes with her and like it's nice too to have those like characters that see what's going on and say it Mm -hmm. to the to the people who aren't saying it to themselves 
which yeah. she does a lot. She's like, Athie's so alone out there or just like, yeah, you, you guys are friends, you know, or something like that, you know, and before can, they've admitted it to themselves. She has this really beautiful way of caring for Bryce, even though like in terms of the way their society is structured, there's no reason the two of them should be friends. Right. And then even within the office, like Bryce is technically her, like, I guess her boss, even though like Jessica is, I think she's, I think they're more like coworkers, honestly. That's kind of the vibe I got. Yeah. Except that like Leia is a slave. Yeah. She's owned. Yeah. And so that, like, that puts her at, like, a lower yeah, spot. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Gener- like, generally, and then specifically within the office. Because at the end yeah. of the day, Bryce gets to leave. Bryce gets to go yeah. home to, yeah. Oh, yeah. to hunt and to Syrinx. Like, she gets to bring Syrinx home. Um, <laughs> Syrinx, you, that you mean? Too. Whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. I think, I think you do it out of spite. I don't. That I read this first. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But she lived and she died at that. Like she sacrificed herself knowing that she was free. Yes. Yeah. And that was her first choice mm-hmm. as a free. As a free person. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of really fun sidekick, like creature type characters in this, like Syrinx and Lahaba and even Juniper and. Yeah. Uh, fury are like all very distinct yeah um i really enjoyed that even syrinx is just like presence yeah it's always like talked about like okay he's excited to see hunt or like they curl up next to them on the couch or he like makes his exit because <laughs> things are getting interesting yeah. um you know just I- like i just love i just love that because it makes it it adds so much to the world you like you feel yeah I love that also he's given like intelligence slightly above like Mm -hmm. a pet because his behavior is very much like a pet but then we get the one the one interaction and I love this one but it's the first night that Hunt is like staying on the roof across the street Mm -hmm. and he had fallen asleep but then he woke up to like Sirens like biting him to wake him up and then like he zoomed out and like popped back into the apartment yeah and so you know from that single interaction, no matter how much shit like he gives Bryce, the Chimera actually genuinely cares about her. He yeah. understands that she's in danger. And he also understands that Hunt is there to protect her. Yeah. Oh. And so yeah, there's like there's this and I I'm sure some of it kind of goes back to the fact that it's meant to be this very political text. But like technically the chimera and the fire sprite so like syrinx and Leaba are at the same like level they're both lowers mm-hmm. and there's not really a dis- as far as we can tell as far as we can see so far maybe in book two it's different because the very beginning we do see some expansion i will mention that Ooh, sorry <laughs> um it was a hiccup this time it was just a hiccup <laughs> so this very very sentient little mini person whose power is fire and who is cursed because her ancestors helped in a revolution that failed and what is essentially like a glorified cat with some with some superpowers are the same level yeah and like one that's fucked up for the little person and two that implies some level of consciousness above an animal 
for the chimera yeah Yeah. which again just makes it more fucked up because they're slaves yeah it's very clear that these beings that these creatures or people i should say have a lot of intelligence and agency yeah and and yet they're not allowed to express it right just because they're small just because they have quirks that they're not you know they don't look like fey or human mm-hmm. and these powers that they have are known and dealt with or yeah very um, good way to put change, it yeah. chained in some way and here's bryce like selling her freedom essentially for chimeras mm-hmm. for the chimera like um because she has to work for jaceba right <laughs> it feels like a microaggression i'm not gonna lie every time we say things differently i know <laughs> <laughs> for his freedom to yeah. and and he and and hunt i think and it, it was his um point of view said and the chimera like chose her mm-hmm. you know he can leave at any yeah. time he can walk He's- himself he can but she walks she, him she puts him in like a crate yeah. and he's like how is that does she and she like clearly doesn't know but then when you still when you get her point of view she's like he walked himself to the crate and closed the door yeah he clearly like respects mm-hmm. the, the like role. dynamic they've created yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he also understands that like bryce needs him just as much as he needs her yeah i do like to think that jessica sold like was selling him knowing that bryce would do that Mm -hmm. oh yeah she she wouldn't have taken him willingly yeah if she'd have just offered him up but if like she was pretending to be i don't think she's like nearly as bad of a person as people like to think no i think that last chapter kind of yeah we're gonna see more of her Oh, I hope so. I hope um, and, so. And she's always had a very placid, like, mm-hmm. um, at the summit. Like, she just, like, didn't have any, like, reactions. She seems to only be, like, interested in the library. You can see, like, some concern for Bryce. Mm-hmm. And that's why you know that it goes deeper. Because yeah. she does not let things out. She does, she's, right. she's very she's composed just very person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's the one line when somebody asked if they could send a message through the PA system there mm-hmm. and she just says it's only one way and like the way it's worded and the kind of like whatever non-coded text is there kind of implies that she is just as concerned for the fact that it's a one way and they can't say anything they can't send any message out right right that she almost like regrets that yeah yeah for this, for this moment yeah mm-hmm. yeah also the fact that like okay she's all scary because she works with the under king right she's like the only other person in that house but the under king it seems like and if there's one thing that i've learned from reading the sheer absurd amount of ya that i've read it's that if they're named the under king and they're like the god of death and like the afterlife and everything they're probably not as bad as they're being made out to be right like it's never like death the scarier is the name like the 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 umbra mortis <laughs> yeah exactly sounds, exactly sounds hot as hell so <laughs> it does it does and it is yeah yes yes <laughs> but yeah like death is an inevitability it's not a villain yeah 
And so I also don't like, cause that, that's one of the, the big ways that it's like, oh, it's what is it? The house of flame and shadow. Um, it's like, oh, it's so scary and death and you, we can't see into his, his realm. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just unknown. Yeah. When you said that, I had a moment where, not to go back to La Hava, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. the moment at the summit when everyone stands up. Yes. Stop. <laughs> I just got my tears to stop. So <laughs> be great. But like, I needed to are... mention that. Yeah. That's a, I know that I'm was... already tearing up again. <laughs> it's, it's just such a beautiful moment. Yeah. I, it goes hand in hand with my like, I will cry during a really, really good battle scene. Yeah. And it, it goes to this kind of like this sacrifice because in a battle scene, a lot of people are making this sacrifice. Yeah. But then when you get just one person, it took me like 30 minutes to read that chapter because I kept having to stop, yeah. blow my nose, wipe my yeah. tears so I could actually see, get yeah. back to it, read two lines, same cycle through. Like that was the, the system that I had going for that entire chapter. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely loved that Micah saw her before mm-hmm. he died. So he knew exactly who it was that was responsible. Yeah. I just had to, I just remembered that no, when it said flame and shadow, because it was like everyone from the, her house or. What used to be her house, the sky and breath. The house? Yeah. yeah, sky and breath. Yeah. Out of respect. Because that was the house. That was another thing that's like so fucked up because like she wasn't there for the revolution, but to really spite everybody. Mm-hmm. the asteri asteri yeah oh my god do we say that one the same are we are we on the same page yeah asteri i think so okay okay why uh, that one there's, uh because that's <laughs> an actual that's like an actual word i know but like it's the <laughs> worst part of this book now <laughs> i know i know um they cursed them to like they, they kicked them out of the house yeah and so now everybody after them just because of like a few it's like, where's the actual justice in that? Yeah. There's not justice in that. Yeah. Okay, another scene where I had to stop reading. Okay. Which I didn't the first time I read it, but... Just hit um, different. Things have happened since. Was when Bryce was getting her leg, getting the, the venom out. Oh, yeah. Her leg. And... Um, like I've been in a situation when you're like on the table and you're stroking someone's forehead because they're in so much pain mm-hmm. and I was just like <laughs> I, have to, I was <laughs> yeah. like I need a minute to like yeah. process this um, but it was just also such a huge build that was like kind of the moment when like she realized that he was there and then yeah. Hunt is realizing just why she didn't get this taken care of and how like deep that wound is and they were just like both meeting that at the same time like yeah like so powerful really powerful okay real quick i fucking knew she was gonna be hypoxia the princess the new queen like that i didn't i didn't but it makes sense now doesn't it (laughs) because like when when her and rune had that conversation when he went to go visit her when he like found an excuse to go see her again um He's like, I realized I didn't get her name. And then later he has a, con- I think it's either with Declan or with Flynn. And they're like, who was that? And he's like, I don't know. All like lovey-dovey. Like you can see the, you yeah. can hear like the rom-com score happening oh, in the yeah. background. 
But yeah, I had a feeling. I I mean, I really, I had a, a really good feeling that that was going to be hypoxia. But um, in that scene when she's getting the the venom taken out of her leg, even even she is like, "How are you walking?" Yeah. But that's just how she's punishing herself. Because like aside from, and I do love this about her, like she's totally cool with people believing her to be like the the party girl, mm-hmm. to be just like some vapid, like pretty girl who doesn't actually do anything. As much as she genuinely isn't like that, that night she was that mm-hmm. for, a t- for, for a little while. And like, it's fair, like it doesn't matter. I think like that's yeah. that's the whole, that's like, that's the rub of the whole situation mm-hmm. is- why would that make her a bad person? Yeah. So some people like to party. So some people like to do a bunch of drugs and go like have a fun night together. Mm-hmm. And somehow she became the villain in that story, even though mm-hmm. she saved Micah, which like granted, yeah. like fuck him. Yeah. But she chased this thing through the city thinking it was the killer because she knew it was going to hurt somebody just as much as she wanted to kill it for killing Danica and for killing the pack. Mm-hmm. She stood there with Micah and made sure that he didn't bleed out, even though her leg was bleeding out at the same time. She's the stronger one. Oh well, yeah. Oh yeah. By far. <laughs> Clearly. By far. Yeah. She shouldn't have had to have punished herself for that night. Mm-hmm. And she just kept doing it. And I think that was another thing like, hunt and her meeting like not just physically meeting but like emotionally meeting on that table in that moment was like imperative to her getting the venom out getting like yeah getting past like like punishing herself it was like an emotional release as well yep yep she needed to see that like life could go on yeah yeah because her future was right in front of her yeah yeah another part that made me ball (laughs) okay it was when the the crime. <gasps> yes, I know what you're gonna say, but say it. When he says she's she's a wolf, she's that is yes. a wolf or something like that, and I just like lost it because I was yes. like, she is, she is a wolf. She was part of the pack of devils, yeah. Regardless of if she was yeah. actually a wolf, like she, she was so, uh, she was a wolf. And then like the fact that Sabine would be like oh, you're just sensing, you're sensing Danica's uh, sword. You're sensing the sword, that's it. And he's like, no. And he points to his heart and he's like, that's yeah, the same. I cried, like, yeah. granted, like, I'm not exaggerating when I say I cried from Leiba's yeah. death straight to the end. Yeah. But like, I mean, variations. Yeah. That was the second time where I actually started bawling again. Yeah. I had to like set the book down for a few minutes and like yeah. fix myself and blow my nose and clear my eyes. And yeah. Yeah, I was like, holding my head and bowling that kind of then is when like i think it's the end of that section is when she's like i need backup there's human like there's babies there's children here yeah and everyone's like we can't spare it and then you just hear ethan who's like i'm on my way the pack is on their way yes 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 that's what i loved because then it was like ethan didn't hear what the prime said but it was like something happened and recognized her as a pack Mm-hmm. Yep, he he heard her say like, I think the the next line is even it's it's in Ethan's point of view, and he's like, "This is what wolves do. Yes. We're here to protect the people that cannot protect yes. themselves. That is exactly what I'm going to do oh, today." Yes, I loved that. 
Amelie, the the actual like the alpha, his alpha is a spineless bitch. She oh, is yeah. not alpha material. And you can totally see her guilt. Sabine yeah. is probably the worst. She's like the the one I hate. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I am never yes. I'm not a big like I love to hate like characters. Yeah. I fucking hate her the whole time. I'm just like, can is someone gonna kill her already? Like yeah, I really I, wanted Hunt to just like kill her in that first scene. I firm I firmly agree. This is my my hate character for this book. Yeah. Our hate character. <laughs> yes. For the first time it is our hate character. Fully I on board. <laughs> did not ex- like I didn't expect her to be the one who did it. Mm-hmm. Murdering Danica just didn't seem like her MO. And I kind of felt like she was a red herring because they were making us hate her so much. Yeah. That being said, it felt kind of like the umbrage, like from Harry Potter, where it's like, I know she's not actually like the head evil person, yeah. but she's bad enough that like, I'd be fine if she died. Yeah. And if I got to see it, like, yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be complaining yeah. at all. Yeah. She's the absolute worst. Yeah. Because she just keeps shitting on her daughter. And what she finds out in the end is that Micah murdered her and she did not care enough. She just wanted her fucking sword. Yes. Yeah. Bryce was the one who saw Danica for like who she actually was and was the one who was like, no, I don't buy this drug addict thing. Mm-hmm. I don't buy any of those explanations that you've made. Sabine just gave up. Yeah. Essentially, she was like, oh, well, Danica's been killed. That's the end of that. You barely waited for the body to actually cool off before you were asking about the sword. Yeah. I absolutely love that she didn't give it back. I love that. that I love that Bryce didn't even think about it. Like yeah. we knew where the sword was, but that yes. didn't need to be mentioned. But we were yes. like remembering where it was the whole time until she needed to grab it at the end. And that was the best. Um, yeah, she is the absolute worst. And I'm glad that the prime, it, it feels like, okay. It feels very much like Queen Elizabeth, like hanging on for dear life because the next in line is Charles yeah and like she hasn't she just doesn't trust Emily yeah yeah she's like she hasn't done the paperwork yet to um to make like William but that's how it feels like the prime is so old he does not trust Sabine and he's like well I gotta hang on until there's somebody else that I can replace her with so I think he's just like waiting for Ethan to step up yeah did you say it Ethan yeah I think so Ethan yeah okay because yeah. it's like an eye. I didn't know if you would we, do like- We got, we got Ethan saving an Asteri. Asteri. Yeah. Asteri. Yeah. And Hunt. And Hunt. <laughs> Hunt and Bryce. Bryce. I, I would hope that we could do Hunt and Bryce the right way. And Danica. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love Danica. Like in the first, I, so when I was first starting the book, I'm just like, you know, one sitting, I'll read several chapters. And I was like, oh, when I'm done reading this, I'm going to tell Bethany how much I like Danica. And then she died. And, then, and I was like, never mind. I'm going to go kill myself. Instead. <laughs> yeah. 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 I knew, I, I knew you would like her too. Yeah. She's so great. I am in complete denial. I do think we're going to see her again. I do not care what the book says. Yeah. I refuse to believe that that is the end of Danica Fender. Yeah. I love her handle as well defender defender same same um i also like that this is like semi-related um that moss uses a lot of like norse 
mythology names. Mm -hmm. So like Fenrir is the name of the like beast wolf that is going to be there for the end of days in Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. And it's spelled eerily similar to like yeah. Fender. And I always love when they use like those kinds of names for werewolf yeah. names. It's definitely not the first time that's happened. Because in Harry Potter, like Fenrir Greyback. Yeah. The I was like, there's another Fenrir some, that was it a wolf. Is, yeah, yeah, it's from same, Harry Potter yep, then. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I do, I like that, that name because it's, people like to use like Lupine or Lupin or like those yeah. kinds of names because it's like Latin and we know Latin, but I like yeah. actually, it's also, it's a cool name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the veneer. So in Norse tradition, like the gods have different, um, I guess like ranks you could call it. And so the rank, the, the higher rank is the Asir, A like one of those A-E, like where they're like one letter. Yeah. yeah. S-I-R are like the warlords essentially and they're the top. Yeah. And then the next level is like fertility and divination and music. That's where like Freya is. Yeah. Like beauty. Um, They're the veneer. And so I also kind of like that because like the veneer were below the Asteri. And so even though it wasn't necessarily like a direct translation of it, it was still yeah. like a loose translation. So. Yeah. Nice. There were other ones. There were definitely other ones throughout. Because yeah. I remember thinking about halfway through, I was like, there's a lot of uh, like Scandinavian, even mm-hmm. like, so like Striga is, um, Strega is Italian, but Striga with the I is which in Eastern European languages. Mm-hmm. So that's the name of the band, like folk band that Bryce likes. Oh, okay. Cute. Yeah. Um, so I do like that she uses those things. Uh, because like if when you use like a mix like that, it makes it feel bigger. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's one of the things about like her books, because they're all supposed to be in the same world, right? Yeah. Different times, maybe different locations, but the same like literal world. Yeah. And that's normal is like if you're drawing from these other like from various traditions that would make sense because the world is so big why would there just be this one there's there's a history that comes with that yeah with like the word whether or not it relates to the story specifically yeah. but it kind of creates um there's kind of a respect that comes from the the terminology it feels like there's like bigger expansiveness yeah, yeah. kind of like middle earth <laughs> and then there's also just like the familiarity yeah like that that simple level of it um i mean like look at lord of the rings yeah he that's draws what I was a saying. lot yeah it's yeah. like middle he, earth <laughs> yeah. yeah when he, they even call it so they call it that was another one actually they call it midgard right and hell is spelled the like scandinavian like the, yeah. the norwegian way where it's just the single l instead of like the double L like we like to do in Christianity yeah. and in English. Um, and I think also like using the single L adds that separation. Yeah. So you don't think of it so much as- Actual hell, uh, but this- Yeah, like as like our, our English, like Christian understanding of hell. We don't need to be like, it doesn't need to be drawn out what it is at yeah. the same time. Because the, yeah. it, there, like I said, there's kind of a baggage that kind yeah, of crosses yeah. over a bit that doesn't 
that isn't um, literal, but it is, that's the word I was trying to find. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying like direct and specific, but I was like, it's not like yeah, literal. There's a weight that comes with these words that even, even if you don't know Norse mythology has, there's kind of a weight that is like brought over that maybe doesn't literally like translate, but it is there. Yeah. yeah. Also, and I'm like, I, like I said, I've just read the prologue, uh-huh. but she uses a Native American oh, nice. uh, tradition, like a, a Native American one in the next, okay. in the next book. And I don't, I don't want to like paint with broad strokes. So I, I don't know specifically what tradition had it. It's the Thunderbird. Mm-hmm. So it is like a, a North American native people's uh, mythic figure. Yeah. And it's like, it. I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's this massive bird who can like produce storms. Right. But I also like that she brought in that, but for the very same reason, where it's, when you have like a whole world, they're all yeah. not going to be the whole same exact tradition. Yeah. There's going to be diversity. There's going to be variation. Yeah. And then there's also, so like, like Norse and Slavic mythology kind of things. There's so much overlap because mm-hmm. they're like they're just kind of like this next to each other yeah and then the same deal with like norse and old like old english i can't mm-hmm. remember exactly the word i guess anglo-saxon but i think that was kind of as like paganism Ger- was making probably its way um, germanic or probably a little bit yeah like there's so much overlap there which like again you see in in uh lord of the rings mm-hmm. um these like these systems don't exist exclusively from each other there is so much overlap yeah and so like in that sense as well to have just used one would have is it's limiting yourself you know yeah exactly yeah so i love that she does that okay favorite character go um favorite secondary character secondary okay i was like um honestly lahaba nice okay yeah she's my favorite I just think isn't she though like wouldn't she be my favorite like I feel like it just fits (laughs) it does yeah um I absolutely love Bryce yeah naturally so that's why I had to say like secondary character um Rune is mine I knew you would love her. Yes. I love him so much. Yeah. I love him so much. Yeah. He in in the, the final like battle scene bit when they're viewing everything and when he's seeing her use her like starborn power. Mm-hmm. And he's he was on kneeling. his knees. Yeah. Yeah. Because like the realization that she had had to like lie to him mm-hmm. and like the weight of realizing what he lost in their argument and everything, like oh, I felt so bad for him in that scene. Not that I think she should have done anything any different, but like just the the realization of like how deep of a divide you've yeah. created between you and somebody else is like it's rough. And it and you could really clearly see how sorry he was and how he was yeah. trying to make it up make it up to her. Mm-hmm. And I love so there's um so you realize that because she is the horn. Yes. No, Spoiler. because she is the star. Yeah, I mean, she's both. Spoiler. She is the horn and the starborn now. The starborn, because she's the starborn, he's been like naturally like gravitating towards her without realizing it, while also realizing that he doesn't give a fuck at the end that she's the starborn and he's not. Like, 
because yes. because you learn that right like that's what well, that's why he's been hanging around well no it is the horn because the starborn power is what draws him to the horn like he right one of the starborn powers is searching for it but i think like i think your point still stands yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah so i just love that at the end he just wants a sister yeah so, so sweet i think because he he realized nothing he could have done because he he didn't realize the weight of his transgressions really and so all of his apologies and everything meant nothing because he didn't realize just what he'd given up yeah and so by that point it was it this isn't just me trying to get my sister back it's me trying to prove to my sister like me showing her that we can be friends because i don't give a shit about this yeah also really love that we are kept in the dark about things mm-hmm. like the fact mm-hmm. that bryce has known that she's the starborn yep and the fact that hunt oh. was actually starting a rebellion oh i hated that really absolutely hated it i mean it was very good writing oh like yeah like just, we had no idea but also it yeah. made sense i felt as hurt as bryce was yeah same oh because it comes after their their moment at the doctors their moment in the shower yeah their moment on the couch yeah i didn't actually draw out the timeline so he had known that he had been plotting with victoria and justinian for the synth for the rebellion yes for a couple of weeks yeah that's why he was so invested in the the antidote and that's why he was and that's why he was directing her to go away from that yep yeah paying attention to that and then on the couch that little bastard i know like when later when she's like he just got me all hot and bothered so i forget and i was like i'm pretty sure actually she initiated this the, the couch stuff yeah but she's also in a low place yeah and she's a book so i can't really say anything to her but like i'll let it slide just because <laughs> yeah. you're in a low place girl but it was definitely you who did the sex starting yeah but i love that two like two surprises with two characters like, yes that was really yes that was and really the two, fun the two main points of view that we get as well there was like no actual indication so when i was reading I had intended to actually space that out for like maybe the next three days. And I started reading just, I didn't even really mean to, but I ended up the chapter just before the, the barge reveal with, with Hunt. And so like, I'm starting to read, this is the first chapter that I'm reading in this sitting. And I was like, well, we're going to be yep. here a while because yep. we just had the, the rom-com misunderstanding, Yep. <laughs> um, which I should have known was coming yeah but the book is also so long that i like you think you get it a couple of times but nothing nothing compares to that one yeah like i don't even remember the other ones that i thought were misunderstandings at the beginning yeah not nothing it just doesn't yeah it feels like it's just them getting to know each other more yeah and so like at the very beginning when they first get paired up and she does the whole like nails situation I, first of all, I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that she plays him like that. And yes. when he's all like, what does she have to hug the nail lady for? I'm like, okay, she just did her a really good service. 
you don't know what it's like when you have like a really good nail, like yeah. nail. Yeah, you were saying that. Like hairstylist. Like I have 100%. Yeah. 100% hugged one of these people before, especially <laughs> like hairstylists, because when they do a really good job, it feels really good. And you yeah. have very good conversations with these people. So, yeah. like, yeah, she's going to hug the lady. Thank yeah. you. So it's like a man thing to be like, well, she's acting like she just cured cancer or something. It's like, yeah. <laughs> is that the only reason you would hug somebody? Yeah. Well, I love, so I love, cause you, you had said that, but I was also like, there's this, but he's like, also like, obviously, yes, that's going on. Like, I'm not yes. going to say that that's not going on because there's also, he has like a goal in mind. Yeah. And he's like getting to that goal and he doesn't really give a shit about her yet. Yeah. So he's just like, what is this like? Right. And, and I love that he buys into the party girl thing. Like yes. he thinks that's who she is and mm-hmm. she plays it up. Like, yep. yep. And so it's, it happens with them. And then that does that, those assumptions dissolve. Yeah. And Which then neither of them expects. And then she continues to play that for all the hysteria in front of Sandriel mm-hmm. and everyone. I love it. That's a good scene too. When she's just yeah. taking the selfie, like, yeah, <laughs> it's really cute. Um, because and- even like she, at, by that point, we also knew that she had used that as a weapon multiple times. Yes. And it's from Hunt's point of view and Hunt in that moment realizes what she's doing. Yes. And all he can really do is like follow her, her lead in that. Yeah. There's this moment too, and I'm sure there's moments before it because it is drawn out a lot in their relationship of like moments when he's putting her needs before the case right but one of them that really stuck out to me was when um he insists that she take a night off to talk to her parents yeah when she was like ready to go to like the meat market or something and like mm-hmm. or to the docks or something to go like investigate synth or something and he was like no like this is like you need to talk to your family because family this matters and it's something that yeah. he doesn't have and you need to like appreciate it when you have it and I, I really, at the expense of it only being a week until the summit, like yep. they needed, like, I'm like getting nervous, you know, yeah. I was like, I was getting really nervous and I'm like, hunt. No, like, yeah, she's your future. This case is your future. Yeah. A, you gotta solve the case. You have to get to A to get to B to get to C. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, come on, buddy. But I just loved that because he was just like, no, like, this is what she needs. Like, that was a huge sacrifice. And I just really appreciated that. I also love that he used it as like an opportunity to con her into going to the doctor for her leg. Yes. He had never brought it up before. Yes. And then and I, he does it in front of her mom. Yes. Knowing what's Balls. about to happen. Balls. Yep. Like, I yep. was like, I like part of me was like I don't know I don't think Melissa will like that he's doing this because but then if I were Bryce I would have fucking hated it I know I I was like I don't think I don't think everyone would be cool with this like it was definitely a a ballsy move I think though like like, as readers no for sure but like as readers we see why she's doing it like it's this kind of self-punishment this unearned this undeserved self-punishment And she's in a lot of pain. Like she admits yeah. that she's in a lot of pain. And so for that reason, like as a reader, I was okay with him doing that. Yeah. If I were her though, I would have fucking punched him yeah. right at that moment. And I would have closed the video and have been like, fuck off, get back to the roof. Like, oh, you when... don't get a bed tonight. Yeah. 
one random moment when she grabs the Knox balls. <laughs> yes. Like it was like she went under his flap, and I was like, what's under his flap? What is she doing? And then I realized what and she then was doing. Everyone in the summit was groaning. <laughs> I love that. Yes, that was good. That was funny. I just had that moment in my head when you were like, I would hit him or something. I was like, yeah, oh, I but fucking she, would. she got to. Yes. Going back to just like also her humanity. She yeah. jumped into the Knox uh, to get tank sirings. just to get sirens. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Micah. He deserves to be in a vacuum bag. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That's a very good scene. Yeah. Her getting up to the office because the entire time okay i'm gonna be honest i had no conception of where the where, where anything like, was uh, yeah well where jessica's office was like for some reason i uh-huh. was thinking it was like above the Knox tank oh and so the entire okay. time that she was like i think because right. sometimes it feels unclear on whether or not she's sitting at her desk no yeah I, I agree yeah 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 which like i mean authors can't like completely hold our hand through things and so like it happens um and so every time she was going like up the stairs through that battle scene I was like can you go up like higher and get to the antidote that is sitting there yeah and then we get it from Hunt's point of view and she has when she like backs the yeah and he's just like what is she doing (laughs) he's like I don't know and then she's like using this power as if she's had it her entire life to grab and assemble the gun yeah, that was that was great. The biggest dick energy I've ever seen in a book in my life. <laughs> and also like, okay, this book feels very cinematic. Yes. Especially in the scene, the way this this entire sequence is mm-hmm. told from Jessica like getting the text and making sure like getting the feed up on the the uh the walls. Yep. Yeah, to I mean, to Ethan's response, to the way they cut from Ethan's response about he's going to join her to his point of view on like, yeah, this is what, even, um, this is what we're meant to do. Even um, when like Rune is like talking to Hunt yes, telepathically, yeah. that whole, you can that see Sandriel still holding her power against like Hunt while all yep. of the, most of this is going down and everyone's facial expressions. And it was, yeah, very, mm-hmm. yes, very like, that is the kind of scene that scene alone actually i should say that scene alone is why i would like to see this book made into a movie or i think it actually yeah. make a very very good tv show yeah the way moss describes micah being shot beautiful absolutely like we're hearing just like the detail of like his brain being impaled with a gold god slayer bullet and the way that she describes it is just so perfect because you can feel the slow motion mm-hmm. without yeah. her like saying when time like, stops yeah. yes yeah, yeah yeah exactly like oh it's so it's so well done yeah so yeah I, I can understand this being one of her more recent books because like chef's kiss just like yeah poetic cinema yeah <laughs> like, yeah it's, it's beautiful yeah it's really good and like even just reading through it I'm just like you know, the, the writer in you is just like, I will never amount like, to this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if I have it in me to like be this good to Beautiful, know yeah. when to drop the heart and the, mm-hmm. and when to drop the action and keep it the momentum going because how yeah. many times in like 
the last 200 pages of a book is there just like chapters you're just you just have to get through to like get back to the action or like get back to like whatever um you know it's just it's it's very well crafted it is because the last 200 of the pages of the book aren't slow at all it's the best part of the book and it's it's funny because like you had said a couple of times that like it the action doesn't pick up until later and I remember thinking like maybe like 500 no like 300 pages in I was like already tons of action (laughs) I know I was like yeah it's gonna get more than this like yeah I I realized that when I read it this time I was like wait there's action everywhere (laughs) yeah I was like the first big event is a major character dying yeah and several attacks along the way yeah crystallis like because it doesn't just end with Danica her finding Danica dead it's her chasing the crystallos the the demon attacking what we find out later to be Micah and then attacking yeah. her and then her in the like interrogation room yeah. her ruining the interrogation room like us meeting yeah. Rune for the first time like yeah. so much <laughs> so much I think when you get really really big books like this 800 pages that's a whopper Mm-hmm. that's a whopper of a book there's this like assumption that a lot of it's going to be really slow and that there's going to be like drawn out things that yeah there's going to cut. be that section that you're just like oh like yeah like that you're gonna to have to quit reading for a couple months and then get back yeah. you know like because you can't or yeah. like you're gonna reach this point where it's like this could have been two books but it's like yeah that was very firmly one very very deep and very well hashed out story yeah so I I I agree and I something I noted this time around because to be fair I well to be honest I read this once already yeah and this time I'm glad that this was a reread because the first time I don't remember any of like the politics or like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I just remember, like, I, t- I, I messaged you yesterday and I was like, it never fails to surprise me how much I forget after a reading. I was so surprised when Hunt was on the barge. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was surprised when I was like, like, I remember reading something to me like, oh yeah. Like, I was just like, didn't remember half of it. Like I remembered, I felt, you know. Yeah. Like you, what you I felt. The vibes. <laughs> Yeah, the vibes, exactly. That fucking mean, so me. <laughs> um, one thing, though, that I noticed was um, this time around was how much more sophisticated she got with point of views. Yeah. Um, in, as you know now, in A Court of Thorns or Roses, the first, and I, as I said in the book club, that the first three books are just one point of view. And it's mm-hmm. I, right? It's first person. Yeah. The small little book, whatever. A uh, court of frost and starlight is like multiple points of views, and it's I. So like you'll have a chapter that's like labeled the character. Same with uh, silver flames. It's like then it kind of bounces around different point of views, but everyone's I. I loved that this was third person, mm-hmm. but also point of view of someone. And yes. it didn't. We didn't need to be told who it was. We instantly yeah. knew, and it was so well like within the same chapter it was just so well done because there's certain things we needed to see through rune's eyes there were certain things that we needed to see through hunt and bryce 
Like I just was, I was really impressed with that. I just, I, it was something I noticed this time. Like, yeah, no, 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 you're good. I also, I also very much loved her use of point of view here, mm-hmm. especially because of those surprises that we have later. Because if yes. she'd used the first person, those eyes, it would have felt yes. like this huge betrayal. Yes, yes. Like, not just, like, mm-hmm. as the characters, like, with Hunt and his thing and her not telling us about, the, like, the Starborn, but, like, as readers with the author. Mm-hmm. Because the eye is, like, such a more personal point of view to use. And so the fact yeah. that it's third person, like, we are this this level away we're not in their brain we're only giving yeah. what we're allowed to be given yeah. so I do I love the way she uses point of view and I think there's there's times when kind of like um more on the subject of the betray or the surprises is that there is if you read it again and remember what happened yeah <laughs> <laughs> you'll be like oh like because there is and and I can't remember them like once you find out what happened you think back on those like statements and you're like okay and I think she reminds you too a couple times yeah Yeah, there's a couple times when there's like italics of like what was said and you're like okay that's what that meant like oh the the part where Bryce was like um like knew about like kind of being like oh, a like, slave to something or like to, to like having your, power to like yeah that's that was one power yeah mm-hmm. that was one but like Moss also sets this precedent for being surprised so Bryce it always feels like Bryce like has this this kind of like second plan going on and I had messaged you right after I read the the nails scene so I, I guess like yeah, when we had talked about this because I, I had this feeling. I was like, Bryce isn't just being this, like, vapid party girl. She's, like, she's yeah. doing something, something here. something going on. Yeah. Hunt is just too blind to see it. And so that's why we're given his point of view here. And so from from the very beginning of their partnership, Moss has been like, you don't know what either of them are doing. Yeah. Because at that point, we still don't even know really the extent of what Hunt does for Micah. Mm-hmm. We have, like, an inkling we kind of understand like we know that it's really hard on him so you can kind of infer but we don't know like the full force of it and so for both of them throughout the book there's still so much that we have to like uncover about them personally yeah and so she really is setting the stage for these huge reveals from them at the very Mm -hmm. like the last 200 pages of the book the last quarter of the book and the fact that she's such a more powerful starborn it's really yeah she invented girl boss. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, I love that they never say I love you. Like, yeah, I just like that so much because it's like, okay, we have somewhere to go still. Like, yeah, thank you. And then also they have just met. <laughs> yeah. They've only known each other for like a month. I still, I, I like, I believe they do love each other. Like if yeah. they're sacrificing so much mm-hmm. to be like, have, have this future with the other person like they're mm-hmm. thinking of the other person obviously they love each other but it's like they're not there they physically have not been together yeah. for more than like a month <laughs> yeah so a lot's happened yes a lot of depth has been like yes. established but it's like time will tell right mm-hmm. and that's what the next book will be yes I absolutely love though so when he was at, at, at like 
the very very end when he like protects her against the bomb and he's like passing out and she says something along like alludes to like i love you kind of thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he finds her after she's dropped, which do we want to talk about that? Because that's Danica. I think we should talk about that. Let's make ourselves cry on the podcast a third time. Yes. Um, but he's yelling at her and he's like, how dare you say that as I'm dying, you coward, come yeah. back. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that line. Like that, those are the lines that I live for when you're like insulting each other because of how much you care about each other. And oh my gosh. I cannot wait to hear it in the bedroom. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. like, I'm like, there's, oh, yeah. we get to see it in real life first. And that's mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. Because the, that dynamic has already been established. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Like yeah. that was, a that was like, boom. Yep. So powerful. Yep. Okay. So now. Okay. Danica helping her save the day. I would first like to say I was scrolling through Instagram earlier and I was reminded that these books also have audible versions mm-hmm. and I know for sure that I will never be able to listen to audiobooks for these things because I heard a chunk and it like they used the chunk where Danica says light it up light it up Bryce light it up uh-huh. and I started crying just listening to it yeah because when I read that piece that was another spot where like I had to stop yeah collect myself yeah blow my nose and then start again read two yeah. lines collect myself because <laughs> you don't want Danica like that's that's the one thing about having killed Danica off so soon is that she is this strong strong figure mm-hmm. and then like she's blown out in the first in the first chunk of the movie the first like sequence yeah. and so you as like the reader feel the same sense that Bryce has where there's so much more that Danica should have been able to do and could have done if she hadn't died. Yeah. And so it feels like she, and this is like a testament again to the way that we get to fall in love with Bryce as a character, Mm -hmm. but you can feel Danica's absence in like, like when the prime says that's a wolf, that's a, that's a wolf right there. Like you can feel Danica with her right there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. hold on. I'm going to start crying again. <laughs> I told you I was going to do it. No, I know. Um, and so for her to show up there at the end, not at the end, but like in what is like the final hour, which she believes yeah. she's like another bomb is going to hit and I can't do anything. And she just solo dropped. Like she, did, she didn't do anything any different except that Danica was by her side because she couldn't help. Right. Like a dead person can't be an anchor. Yeah. And so she just gave her the confidence to solo drop to near impossible level. Like she's nearly as powerful as her father now, which is crazy to think about. I think he's a, she's a point more. Isn't she? Or a point below. I can't remember if it's a point more or a point below. Yeah. But yeah, like nearly exactly the same as her father. Yeah. So I refuse to believe that that was the end for Danica. I absolutely refuse to believe it. Yeah. Even though it's like at the very end when like the mist opens for a second and she gets like the six figures waving and Danica's not there. That doesn't mean she's gone. Right. It doesn't. (laughs) Maybe, maybe there is another part of the horn that she has. Maybe, 
maybe there is another part of the aisle that we just she was she was grabbing dinner <laughs> yeah they were gonna have a very nice picnic yep <laughs> and she had to go pick up the things and that's why she wasn't there to wave yeah she was going to get more wine and cheese <laughs> yep thank you <laughs> okay I think we're ready. Yeah. You Are we? Thing. <laughs> Shut up. It was a very good book. It was. Yeah. I think we're ready for the sexy parts. Oh, yes. 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 Okay. You're sniffling. <laughs> I am clearing myself. <laughs> it was an emotional book. Thank you. It, re- it really was. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, I... I find I found Hunt and Bryce's relationship to be, I think just that scene of them in the hospital of just like realizing it, that was like kind of it for me. Like, I mean, not like it, but you know what I mean? I was just like that. I cried too, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm trying to like go from like sad and emotional to like yeah. spicy and fun. Well, we can ease in there. Yeah. So I love how easily they just kind of find domestic bliss together. Yes. Oh my gosh, that he cooks like her food. He okay, her I have personal experience yeah. with that. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh yes, like I totally get it. <laughs> the one time she tries to like cook an apology meal, he's like, this is pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to cook from now on. <laughs> yeah, you make sure. But they just like... Okay, so after his betrayal, when Fury comes over, she's like, Fury sat in his spot on the couch. And I'm like, he's already got a spot on the couch? Uh-huh, yeah. Like, how disgustingly in love were you? I know. Absolutely oh, atrocious. I love it. The sunball hat scene. Yes. Like, that was really sweet. The unicorn scene. Oh. Yes, and he's like jelly jubilee <laughs> how he's like i didn't i didn't really think about it being being toys but i i acted so fast i think i thought it for a second and he can't remember anymore <laughs> but yeah, they just create this really easy dynamic with each other really quickly because she's really resistant to his like babysitting yes she kind of she tests the boundaries like like a like a kid does at yeah. first when they do this and a lot of that I think goes back to like her pain following Danica mm-hmm. because she's created like this routine for herself she doesn't have room for anybody else yeah she doesn't want to let anybody else in because people die but just by like it's the forced prox- proximity trope yes. like they yes, have to is. be and then more bad stuff starts happening. So he can't just be on the rooftop. Like he has to be there. Yeah. In in the, the apartment with her. Um, I did find it because of that. Because we don't actually know of any of the times that he like defied that. Even when he went to go get drinks with his friends. He like asked one of his teammates to watch her. Right. Uh-huh. So when he betrays her. I was like. Where was the like the precedent for him abandoning her like that though what do you mean because there's no mention of somebody else one of the other angels watching her that is the first time that we find out that he's left her without any supervision 
Right. Every single other time he had like Justinian or Naomi watching her. Yeah. And she knows that. She can see them across the way. But nobody found that that is the only like hole right that i have in the whole thing and that's just yeah. because every single other time as far as we know every single other time he made sure that she was under surveillance yeah yeah but that's that's to also say that like pretty soon it's not just him doing his job and making sure she's like being babysat it's because he's genuinely concerned for her safety yeah well and i love um she keeps calling him like an alpha hole yes and he's like not no like he's never been and then she's just like a silly party girl but she's Mm -hmm. not i love that like um and dichotomy yes oh wait 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 to fit that word into the podcast um i think you have to go take a shot now because you said it do i (laughs) oh i only have vodka and i don't i won't i won't make you i'm just kidding (laughs) i know um (laughs) But the funny thing is, like, for both of them, it's just societal expectations. Yeah. So, like, he's known as the Umbra Mortis. Yes. And so, even though everything he's doing, because he says it pretty outright a few times, he's like, it's just my orders. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to be here just as much as you. Yeah. Which, like, I mean, that tune quickly changes when they start to mean something to each other. Yes. Um, And then for her, it's because, like, people, even he did, but, like, people get this assumption about her because she's got this beautiful, curvaceous body. Yeah. And she's human also. And so like she's got the beauty of the Fae plus the assumed like loose looseness of being human and this object that people can just take. Yeah. Yeah. There's um the dichotomy of them being <laughs> objects. Like yeah. she has and meetings yeah. and guys are just like drooling at her. And he's Trying just like this brute. And... Right. Yeah. I also think they're pro- they're a really hot couple. Oh yeah. Probably the hottest. Oh yeah. I think I think Sarah was just like, you know, why not? Why not have it all? <laughs> like <laughs> like that, yeah. that was like that was like the first thing. One of the first comments of his dick was pretty early on. Yes. Like that was an early I can't remember exactly when. Um, oh, it was, okay. It was, um, when someone was getting their, like, someone got like their wings cut off. He's thinking about like an old war Mm -hmm. criminal or whatever. Right. Who got their wings cut off. And then something came a little bit later and it was like, oh, oh no. Someone was saying, um, oh, I'll cut your dick off or something. And he's like, well, that would be annoying to like grow back. And there was this, I can't remember exactly what was said, but it had like the, uh, I think it was him. I think I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. It was like an emphasis on the fact that it was like large. <laughs> yes. He, he said something about like his, he called it his asset. I remember that distinctly. Yeah. And so he talks about like yes. his most important asset. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I think it's, yes. it's, it's slowly coming back to me. But yeah, I know you're. I know what you're talking about because he had mentioned her assets, and yeah. then he makes his comments about his own assets. Yes, and then and then when um, Bryce is on his lap, and she like, no, and well, and then the shower scene. Yeah, which and she then, respectfully. She's yes, like this is not a time to be looking at his dick. Yes, 
but she she I think she did but she didn't like linger yes because that I think I like Moss's handling of it too because a lot of authors would have been like oh I accidentally saw it it was rather big as readers we don't get anything right and so like as readers we really get like the like the sacredness of this scene yes yes yeah so that's I think that's that's it's not just Bryce avoiding it but it's Moss also not mentioning it even though Bryce accidentally sees it for like a second yeah yeah and then when she's on his lap and grabs the significant right yes well she can feel it poking her and then I love that okay I love that he's like oh I have plans for this ass and I was like yes (laughs) yeah we don't we didn't get to see him yet but I gotta say, I'm I'm getting really friendly with the hand fucking scenes. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Between this and a shadow in the ember, I'm really enjoying them. Yeah. Really enjoying them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're very well written scenes. Yes. Yeah, I love. I loved. I loved that because part of me is just kind of hoping we'll see it something next yeah. book. I think to do with her ass because there's not a lot of ass stuff in books I know and poor even poor booty is lonely I know even just like a (laughs) finger yeah anything even just a finger would be nice yeah I hate that she like used his his back wounds his like wing wounds I know but I also I was like like you just also gave him blue balls you bitch yeah yeah no um I liked okay not my point I will jump back to that but earlier when they had had because he can like smell when she's aroused which I love make me that. as excited as it does I love it too. he mentions like oh yeah he had to go take care of it himself mm-hmm. and he's like I imagined her he's very specific about what he thought about while he was handling things himself the that scene the breakfast scene yeah when she comes out in his shirt yes that's hot it is and nothing happened and that's no that is a good scene when nothing happens and you feel so much they both left that that kitchen like hot and bothered yeah because she even got in there and she was like they both walk in they're all normal they're about to do their normal routine him making breakfast yeah her eating the breakfast and giving him shit making coffee all that jazz and she just starts getting a little worked up yeah. And it just like snowballs. Yeah. It completely snowballs after that because he comments on it. Yeah. She's thinking about it all self-consciously. And then it just goes back and forth. Um, but the reason I like the couch scene, the reason I kind of like that it ends like that is because mm-hmm. it's like normal. Oh yeah. It happens. Mm-hmm. It does. Like it's a can't... it's a very like raw, yes. normal human thing. Absolutely. Yeah, and and I, I, I and I, I don't want to imply that she needed to like finish him off. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I just felt really bad for I felt him. The balls, <laughs> yeah, but like, I, like... I wanted her to get fucked. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I like when authors throw those kinds of little things mm-hmm. in because they're also like really normal things. Because like sex can be all hot and sexy, but it's not all hot and sexy all the time. Well, and then at the like end, sometimes like weird things happen and you're like, fuck, like somebody falls off the bed or somebody hits their head and you're like, oh shit. Like or those the things cat, happen. Or the cat starts puking. Or the cat starts puking or like I'm the dog comes in. I'm not speaking from personal like, experience or anything. 
Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly, it's like, those things are such, like, normal. Well, and then, like, at the end, when her mom calls. Yes. Like, we get blue-balled again. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then she takes a cold shower, which I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> like, yeah, you're gonna get off the phone, no? <laughs> like, and then the fucking other guys yeah right like nothing's done um and then that other guy calls and that like that is a good segue of like Mm -hmm. getting back to the end of the book of just like kind of rejoining okay here's where everyone stands yeah like that was really well done of just like here's where their sex life stands here's where her um like the family unit stands um and then here's where they stand in like the politics of the world because even then he gets pulled away yeah to go with isaiah or whatever Isaac. like very much this oh this sense that like sorry i kept again that was a really <laughs> rough one um like a setup good setup for the sequel yes yes because they kind of like we kind of almost get this bullet point from her mom of like unfinished business yeah all of these things that she doesn't want to discuss with her mom right now. Plus, then, like, Hunt going away. The Asteri guy, I think it's Reg- Regulus. Regulus? Regulus, yeah. Regulus. I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know how to... Because it felt like, like, going back to some of the names that she spells differently, it feels like Regulus. Yes. I was... Like Regulus. A- yeah, that's what I was, like, reading. It like. That's what I said in my was- head every time. And so then, like, I reminded myself. Yes, let's establish R-I. this now. <laughs> no. Yeah, so we are talking about R-I-G-E-L-U-S, but I'm going to just call him Regulus because that is just the way I said it in my head every yeah. single time. And that is my unfortunate, that is my my red flag as a reader. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he calls, and so we get this kind of acknowledgement as well of, hunt not having his halo anymore right because that was like one of those things where you're really happy that it happens mm-hmm. but you know know that that's that, not that is not the end yeah yeah and then i was surprised as well that they did the c to like block out to free him from the slavery uh-huh. but like they were saying in that scene is like it's not free yeah at all yeah it's going to be more of an umbrage situation next one. It's going to be yeah. like annoyingly like political. They're going to have way. to deal with the red tape a lot more. Yes. They yes. got away with it this time because people assumed things about them because of like the party girl. Yeah. Uh, Persona but now, and the yeah. Amber Mortis. People know now though. Yeah. But now everything's out in the open. Yep. Yep. Um, they don't have the freedom of those masks anymore. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about Therian for a minute. Okay. I, okay we need to set up for the next book okay because there's been rumors no what what do you do you, you don't want to know it, it's not like a i want thing. hunt and price to be endgame so if you're about to say what does endgame mean and like the they're before. like the final couple that like oh okay no okay no, okay, so I was like, nothing if you're like to that. tell me that Therian is going to be like her new love interest, I will leave. No, this no, no. There, no, there's no, there's a um, rumor that there's going to be a threesome. If I know. We get to talk about our first threesome on the podcast, I'm going to be so happy. And it's going to be before from Blood and Ash. I don't I know, know what to tell you. I, I don't know. know what to say. Okay. Um, do you want to hear my own rumor? What's your rumor? So my 
my other reader red flag is that I like to read the last sentence of a <laughs> yeah. book. Oh, I will too. You can read it, but I'm going to tell you right now. Okay, tell me right now. It says, hi, Bryce Quinlan. My name is Resand. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I haven't even read the books oh, yet, no! and I'm fucking excited. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. What does that yeah. mean for us? What does that mean? It's the last line of the book. <laughs> I don't know what it means. <laughs> Oh it's not the epilogue either. It's not, not the epilogue. The epilogue is actually a much worse. Do you want me to tell you the epilogue's last no. line? It's a good it, worse. Okay. It's something about the lost Fender wolf coming back, which Danica? I don't want to make any assumptions right now, but sounds like we might be seeing Danica again. Okay. Something about Ethan pulling somebody out of the water. Oh. And then like the um, last, the lost I Fender. Also Okay, sorry. When you said the water, I was thinking about uh, Victoria the Wraith. Yeah. I have a feeling that they're going to go back down and get her. Oh, I fucking so. We're yeah. going to go under the sea. We're going to go into the water this time. And we're going well, to fuck a mermail. <laughs> I mean, if we have to. <laughs> I think that's one of the perks of like her structuring this with the houses. Yeah. Is that Mm-hmm. The way the like it's gonna go like is that at some in, point, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is like at some point, I feel like this this time we might get a little bit more focus on like, okay, so the book is the house of sky and breath. So maybe specifically their politics are gonna be the core problem. Cause like look at book one, it was the horn, which is Faye. Okay, what house are they? Faye. Do you wanna look it up real quick? Yeah, yeah. You can. I've been meaning to look this up actually yeah. recently. Um, Fair House of Sky and Breath. Okay. House but of like it's Blood is, Yes. Yeah, that's the wolves, the shifters, right? Yes. Okay, so House yeah. of Earth and Blood is shifters, humans, witches, ordinary animals, and many others to whom Thona calls as well as some chosen by Luna. So it's kind of, that makes sense. Like animals, yeah, cause like humans, Danica- witches. Yeah, Danica and the witches, well, I guess like Hypaxia, I can say specifically, but like they're in Jessica, just, who technically yeah. isn't part of the house, but her big thing too She's also is that she house. abandoned the house. Right. And so I'm curious to see, I mean, I, obviously we're going to read book number two here soon. We're going to talk about that episode, or we're going to talk about that book next yeah. week. Really quick though. Oh, sorry. Um, house, house of Sky and Breath is Mal- uh, Angels, Malakin, mm-hmm. Malakin. Uh, Fay elemental sprites and I love the asterisk I had to go back yeah. and read that after um certain events yes um and those who are blessed by solace along with other okay sprites were kicked out of the house as a result of their participation in the fall and that's the war she's talking about yeah um and are now considered lowers though many of them refuse to accept this I support them on that because yep. that's bullshit they did not partake in that um, but yeah. Yeah, I do have a feeling that it's going to be more focused on like angel politics, right? Especially now, angel okay. and Faye, because there was definitely a a comment towards the end of the book where she was saying, "But Fyro was complete, almost untouched, yeah. and everyone yep. was healthy." And so that's yep. going to be it's going to be Faye and Angel focus, um, I believe. Especially now that like she's out, 
she's going to be more of a pawn for them, especially with her dad. Yeah, she did not expect to be, like, surviving that event. Yeah. And so now she has to, unfortunately, like, live through the consequences of that, which is being an unofficial princess. Whether or not he acknowledges her, she is. Because even, like, Declan, like, when they, when she gets attacked by the Crystalos, and they, like, save her and everything... Declan's like pulling her out and I think he like calls her princess yeah and she's like don't fucking call me that and like yeah even though he's like saving her life she's like fuck off so she I don't think she's gonna enjoy what comes from this no no I don't think she'll regret it because she saved like basically their entire world by doing that but now she has to live with the consequences like I said but yeah I'm, I'm excited has, to go under the water. Same. I was just going to say, like, her, yeah. she has reignited my need for red hair. I think I, I, I mentioned I used to have red hair. I really liked it. It's just expensive. So I'm trying to find, like, friendly ways to do it to my hair at home. Even if it's just, oh, like, yeah. a tint. I love red hair so much. You could do... But then, uh, look at how dark my hair is. You could do the... Is it the henna? Have you ever tried that? I thought about that, but all the, like, I looked at reviews and a lot of them talk about it, like, I don't want to say bleeding, but like rubbing off, mm-hmm. which is one of the frustrating parts generally of getting red hair. I thought about just doing like manic panic and getting like really, really red and then just like letting it, cause my hair is so dark that it's not going to go automatically. You have to like bleach hair my color yeah. Yeah. to get to like red, red. Yeah. I just get like a tint, just like a twinge. We should get, we should get our hair done at the same time I was yeah. hoping to get my like my hair so grown out um I was hoping to get it touched up before the season to be like new season I new you yeah I know it looks good I do want to get it done though because it's yeah. like I've I've had this for a while now and I'm ready for like a change yes and I'm like I want like the the platinum like yes yeah like so Danica. We, yeah we could do like a yeah you could be Bryce I could be Danica Oh my god! Don't don't tempt me because I will. I'll do it. Won't die. Yeah, just don't. I won't die. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's my. I will try that first. I'll try like manic panic or the henna or something. Yeah. If anyone with really really dark hair has any suggestions, I yes, all ears. Yes. So thank you. Yeah. Just putting that into the ether. Yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else? We need to talk about. I mean, it'll come up in the next one if it needs to. Yeah. Like, that's what I love about like reading them consecutively. It's like, I don't feel like I have to like say goodbye to it forever. Agreed. Okay. Oh, such a good one. I'm so glad we did this. Good start. I'm so excited for the next one as well. Yes. And now we get to read it once I hang up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to grab it and I'm going to go sit in the living room and I'm going to read it. For the next four hours oh, and it's 11 30 right now in the evening you, don't tell me anything. i'm not exaggerating i'm not exaggerating no you're not the next four hours don't tell me anything you've told me enough <laughs> that's fair that's but fair i, I just could not myself. hold that in. i would have done it myself yeah. you i mean i'm not gonna stop you from reading that last uh sentence i just wanted to see your reaction i was like if she doesn't know yet i'm oh, gonna tell god. her i need to see her face oh god see yeah. and yeah um yeah I am very excited to jump back into this yes yes 
I'm very scared for the potential because I know, okay, this is, like I said, this is the very first Sarah J. Moss book that I have completed because we're in the middle of A Court of Thorns and Roses at the moment for the book club. But I know of her reputation for making not the first love interest, the final love interest. Right. But I love Hunt so much. I know. My thinking is that technically Connor was the first love interest. Yes. And so Hunt Loophole. is actually yep. the se- Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Also, I will say this because I agree. I don't, I have a strong feeling she's not going to do that this time. And this is why is because she's starting to get into the habit of switching main characters. True. That makes sense. Because I think she was doing that. Like she really did it with Thorn of Glass a lot. Mm -hmm. Throne of Glass. But I think because it's hard to keep the the romantic interest alive with one Mm -hmm. couple. Um, And so I think now she's learning, oh, we can move around. So she's doing, she's going to do all the Archer and sisters. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if we're going to do Rune. That, and, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yep. Like they really set They're it up. They're really like setting it up. Head over her heels for Hypoxia. Yeah. And, and that also would be them. a good fucking book. Like a it queen really and like would. him. It really would. Going back to the hollows, but regarding uh, Throne of Glass, um, Rachel does that. So yeah, yeah. in in the hollows, she saying, has yeah. like several love interests, but it's again, it's like at this point, I think it's about to be like sixteen books. Yeah, and so if you have the same love interest over sixteen books, like uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, that that would get old. Yeah, that's like what real life is like. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, no, thank you. <laughs> that's not why um, we're here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm here to experience love, interspecies love across <laughs> the spectrum. Like, yeah, I don't want just one thing. Yeah. I also think now that people expect her to not do this, the first love, like not like it's expected that she's going to change love and trust. Like, why would she want to, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I just don't see it happening because as you can, as you know, and spoilers for Akatar mm-hmm. right now is that yeah. Tamlin was not great. Yeah. Like we know now what we're getting into with a Moss mm-hmm. book and romance. Like, yeah. we know it's going to be love. It's going to be real. It's going to be heartbreaking and wonderful. Yes. And, like Hunt and not, it is not going to be lukewarm. Like, Tamlin yes. was very lukewarm. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I don't think they need anything more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like their connection is so raw. It's yeah. so honest for each of them. It's so well earned. Like, they deserve that level of love. Yeah. It's like, so like when uh, they were taking the helicopter from the summit to yeah. uh, Crescent City, Fury turned around and she was like, Bryce died that night too. You brought her back to life. Yes. Like you don't make that person not the end game person, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 For so, that very reason, I will yeah. be very pissed if he's not. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I hope like she doesn't get all Game of Thrones on us either and like try and do like the opposite like please we're in fantasy for a reason yeah we want what we want give me some safety yeah I need some sense of security yes so Therian like and I so I knew that 
before reading it this the second time. And so mm-hmm. this time around reading yeah, it, I really noticed yeah. it and they really left the door open because Hunt doesn't seem at all threatened, no. which is yeah. a good sign. He's not alcohol, whatever. Yep. But also Sarah had a live stream last year where she was, her and her husband were like joking with like this other author about how to, how like mermaids have sex or mermails like how would a mer have sex and she was like doing like this thing like everyone's everyone's talking about about it everyone's talking about it like online everyone knows that there's like talk of a threesome now so I could totally see it because there's also the um there's also the on the barge when like Hunt is like and like she's just like sinking into like so there's this there's this sense that Therian is the safe and even Hunt has a lot of respect for him. It just, I just feel like it could work out I, really yeah. well. <laughs> Especially because of the barge scene. Because she talks about like Therian's arm on her protectively. Yes. Not in a possessive way. Yes. They kind of like, they flirt, but not in a like Not in a bad gross way. way. Yeah. Yeah. In this very natural way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, husband is home with food. That's, I won't subject him to any more of this then. <laughs> potential threesomes and okay yeah yeah all right next next one house of sky and breath house of sky and breath yes i'm ready i have never body is ready (laughs) i have i will never say the phrase happy reading with any more like happiness and joy yes and meaning i feel like i'm so excited for the sequel and I feel mm-hmm. like everyone right now online is like not online. They're reading. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's been like dead air. Yeah. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to get into it. All I'm right. happy to jump on the bandwagon. Yes. Okay. Until okay. next week. Until next week. Happy reading. Happy reading. Bye. Bye.